0: She's Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Did it feel like a minute when you
2: said the Seahawks have a sixth man? I was, I don't know what I'm talking about. With you, Depipe and, uh, and Rothenberg? <laughs> no, see, I don't do that. That's, I don't call them call disrespectful the names. in Seattle. They're going to find a way, like they do, to win this game. So, <laughs> the Supersonics, Jay.
3: The ah, Supersonics. What <laughs>
1: the sixth man in wait, Seattle? Oh, so good. Pietro and Rothenberg. By the way, it's going to be DPA, J, DiPietro, and Rothenberg pretty soon. Boy, that crosstalk with you three is on, is fire.
2: Yeah, they let me talk. This is what happens. Huh, let Jay talk. Nah, nah,
4: nah. nah. Be ridiculous. Get out of here.
2: I did say six men, though, didn't I? It's really embarrassing.
4: Yeah, let, let's hear that again on I don't know if quick. I want to no, hear it we're again, to hear
2: it I don't again. think I want to hear we're it gonna again. We're going to turn Jay's
4: it. mic off. Let's hear that again. Oh, uh, wow, wow. It's
2: a power play. I'm just going to hit play. It's a power Even play. Even if they have to go up to the sixth man in Seattle, they're going to find it's a way, the like they Seattle. do, to win what? this game. So that's what we're going to break down. Can
1: I? I just, what do you mean, the sixth man in Seattle?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just divided. I
1: divided by two. That's, that's not, number by six. By way, that's, not, <laughs> that's not such a big deal. Everyone knows what you mean by sixth
2: man. It's just the wrong sport. Yeah, so that's yeah, okay. Yeah. You play basketball. Obviously, I'm the basketball guy. Sixth right. man's a big guy. I yep. mean, it's just you know it, it happens. Twelfth man, I got it. Seattle, you're, you're fine. You're going to lose anyway this weekend. Um, How do you feel about it?
5: Hey, all, yo! All six of you are going to lose this week.
2: All six. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for,
1: thanks for nothing. Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Jay, are you aware? How do you, you lower your tone? If you click, it
2: feels like the energy then comes down. If
1: you click more on the ESPN app on mm. the lower right-hand corner and scroll down to live radio, you can hear Keyshawn J. Willimax live. Key was playing hurt yesterday. See, now it kicks back. We're going to give him a nice rest uh, today, then tomorrow and Sunday he's off, and then... Key's we load-managing.
2: He's load He's load, we're load-managing load Key's managing. voice. Yes, sir. Long How term. you doing,
1: Jay? Uh, other than cursing out your children.
2: That happened. I'm, I'm sleep-deprived, and yeah. I'm tired.
1: And was what ha- what tire.
2: happened? How did this happen? I was just changing a tire, yeah. and uh, a lot of kids were Mistake yelling Mistake number me.
1: one. Do you have AAA or
2: not? I do. I just chose not to use it. <laughs> <laughs> what? It
1: I was, I'm falling out of a plane. You know what? I choose um, not well, to use my parachute. I'll uh, be
2: okay. It's I'm there, do it but myself. Was, I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna flap my hands. I wanted to get the hell out of the car. There was a lot of screaming and yelling and uh, complaining going change on. Change your car. tire and you so, feel yeah, like a man. Get some breath. Fresh you feel air. like a real man. And then I realized, what am I doing? <laughs> this is taking way too long. Yeah. And the kids were yelling, I'm hungry. My son's kicking the seat. I'm like, everybody just shut the up. And, yeah, that felt horrible the rest of it. It just came out. Excuse me. I'm
1: just going to call Child Protective Have Services. you ever had
2: these moments where things... You guys have felt this as a parent. Yes. You just, you're just you having a long day, mm-hmm. sleep-deprived. Mm-hmm. My wife is breastfeeding every three hours. Mm-hmm. Well, she should be the one who's... She is sleep-deprived. But, like, my wife is also... And I love her. She yeah. is the, the saint so. of the family. She does all, yeah. But, like, when she wakes up, Max, you're like... Oh! She's one of those when she wakes up, oh, like, oh, okay, on. so everybody... Everybody has to get up now. That's what's going to happen.
1: I put my stuff in the other room in the closet. So I t- if I have to I wake up early, that. which I do, I tiptoe out. I try not to wake anybody up.
2: And my wife tries. She's, she's the best at it. it just, no, she's the worst at it. it you just said it. You can't say she's the best. She's the I worst. i trying to clean it up. I feel like I was putting myself in the corner. That's what happened. Jay, if, if that was
4: the first time that you uh, cursed your kids, then I think you're doing okay. Thank you, James. Thank you. Max is over here making me feel like I'm a bad person. No, I
1: don't curse at them. I yell. And then, and have then you, I don't you, like yelling. You,
2: I, it's never you've never slipped once. You never been so cursing ir- at them. No, not, just no, no. It was more the situation. I love my children, James. Oh my! <laughs> it's more the situation. <laughs> yes. I can't believe you just said that, <laughs> yes. James. Have you had a situation, James? Please help me out here.
4: Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, listen. I mean, you you guys spend a lot of time with me. You know, I'm a little uh, yeah, get, fiery a edgy, little bit sometimes. Edgy. And edgy. Only I think actually on the
1: subject of Patrick Mahomes.
4: Who, yeah. who, by Poor the way, James. everyone
1: loves. For some reason, James acts as though everyone's taking no, no, shots no. at Mahomes. And,
4: uh, Listen, is, we, we, know, we know what the deal is here, <laughs> is that <laughs> guys like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert get more credit for almost what doing do the think,
5: things that Patrick, Mac Patrick Mac Mahomes Max,
2: you, really so. you have been giving Justin Herbert way more credit Jay, than Patrick wa- Mahomes.
1: watch this. Watch this. Uh, who's the best quarterback in football this year so far, James? Right now? Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes.
1: <laughs> who do you think, Jay. Josh Allen. How about you, uh, Yates, or anyone else around? Uh, you could chime in, Pat. Who's the best quarterback so far this year in football? Uh, Jalen Hurts. Oh, All right, I asked the wrong person. Uh, I'm rock. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with Pat. It's
2: a it's a Philly it's a Philly weekend. So yeah, it is a Philly. So weekend. Brandon
1: when, when, Brandon Jacobs, two time Super Bowl champion with the New York Football Giants. James, two time Super Bowl champion with the Giants, was on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. On October the 18th. What are we talking about? It's every bit of uh, it's 28th, October nice. the 28th. This is 10 days ago.
2: Why do I know the date and I just be and just a kid? Brandon Jacobs,
1: the juggernaut, said the following about the Giants who just traded Kadarius Toney for some draft capital and who they should be looking at at number one receiver. Let's find out about Daniel Jones, right? Listen to
3: Brandon Jacobs. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, he stands out to me. Mm. The guy he's done a year in, year out, you know, I think the Giants can make a play for him. Him and the Big Apple would be a thing to see with Dane Jones. I mean, I believe he's uh, Michael Thomas, uh, but again, injury rise, you, you know, you don't know what he's going to be dealing with, you know, as far as, uh, you know, as far as uh, being on the injury list, but uh, I think that's two names right there that you can throw out. I mean, all these other good wide receivers are in a good place. Got these big time contracts, so you got to find a guy that's almost done with his contract.
2: See. I- Look, we obviously on this show get some intriguing highlights, right, and insight because whenever Key talks about Michael Thomas or the Saints, my ears perk up. I'm like, Mm hmm, "Hmm, where are the messages, Key? Mm -hmm. What are you really saying about this? Key has said multiple times, like, maybe they should go after a bigger wide receiver, a guy that can catch the ball in traffic, a guy who maybe – not saying he's not, or he, or he is, you know, but it may as a questionable quarterback in New Orleans. Now hearing the juggernaut say that, along with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, we threw out a name like T. Higgins, who now, with Jamar Chase going down for a he will show the world that he could be a number one wide receiver. These are feasible options. These are, these are moves that the Giants should be looking to make. And the Giants will have
1: money. They don't have it yet, but they will have money soon enough, and... And uh, T Higgins will be
2: in the offseason for T Higgins. Yeah,
1: yeah. you know, to try to pursue that. In the meantime, I agree, Jay, what you need, the reason the Giants need a number one receiver. And Key talks about guys with big catch radiuses and and reliable hands, right? That you got to find out about Daniel Jones. I know Daniel Jones is good under the right circumstances now because I've seen it. I can see he's a good quarterback in the right situation. How good can he be? Can he be great? And by great, I don't mean he's going to lead the league in QBR. Although he's top six or seven right now, I mean, can he win a Super Bowl? Can you win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones? And to find that out, I think you need to pair him with a top wideout. Let's find like that's what they did for Josh Allen. That's what they've done for. That's what they did for Joe Burrow. <clears throat> they haven't done it for Lamar Jackson, and as a result, people are like, ah, they really need to get like all these years need to get him a number one. They've done it for Patrick Mahomes in the past with Tyreek Hill. They just did it for Tua Tungavailoa when they went and got Tyreek Hill. They did it for Jalen Hurts by bringing in A.J. Brown, even after they drafted Devontae Smith. They get that big, strong, number one wideout. Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't
2: think DeAndre Hopkins would. I don't think Arizona would do that.
1: I mean, I, I, no, no. no I, I'm just I, I'm just throwing I, just, out I'm just throwing out names where it's not with outside the realm of possibility that they could be available.
2: I just I mean, them getting Robbie Anderson, them having Hollywood Brown getting him back. I mean, that that core seems like it's stable. I, I, I'm not sure Arizona would do that. Bart Scott, co-host of Barton Hahn, who has said Kadarius
1: Tony is now the number one receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bart, who would you want if you're the Giants? And you had to get one receiver, and, and and the T. Higgins ain't available at the moment. Let's just say it came down to DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, or Odell Beckham Jr. You need to find out about Daniel Jones. What's the ceiling there? Who would you pursue?
6: I mean, uh, with all respect to my uh, alum Brandon Jacobs, man, like Michael Thomas. First of all, you couldn't afford to keep James Bradbury. You damn sure can't afford DeAndre Hopkins, who's one of the highest paid receivers. You got to go with somebody that's in their rookie deal. So, I mean, you look at what's going on with London, with Mr. Heidi himself trying to uh, fight off the sell off. I think it's a guy like Jerry Judy. He's a guy that's a route runner, he's a guy with tremendous upside and talent. And it could be a garage sale for the Giants if, I mean, it could be a garage sale for the Broncos if they lose in London this
2: weekend. Bart, uh, we here on Keyshawn uh, Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Oh, my. Wait, what's Keyshawn's the show? I, I, thought I, thought Keyshawn Keyshawn Johnson? Johnson. I am not okay right now. Leave me alone. Anyway, here what? on KJM. What? <laughs> we had an analyst that came on and said, well, not came on our show, but we have sound of an analyst saying that Kadarius Toney will be the number one wide receiving option for the Chiefs. Listen to this, part.
6: Kadarius Toney is the best receiver on their team. Right now. On the Chiefs? Right now. Instantly. Be, a, a better, guy than, that, better than
4: Harmon. A guy that
6: has done literally nothing at the NFL level, and now he's the best. Better than Harmon. Better than Juju. Better than, better than Valdez Canley. This dude's a it's problem, fun. man. This dude is so talented, it's ridiculous. And they just get a player like that, that somebody had to spend a first-round draft pick. They th- get him for a conditional third. Do you think that— We need to boycott—this should be Chris Paul not being able to go to the Lakers—
2: Bart, would you like to respond to that analyst?
6: Yeah, that, that analyst is spot on, man. I'm talking about baby genius. Some people might call him Socrates or Barstow I mean, because he's seeing the future. And Andy Reid saw the future as well when he looked at all the measurables. Uh, Kadarius Tony five eleven, Tyreek Hill five ten, Kadarius Tony one ninety four, Tyreek Hill one ninety one, Tyreek Hill four two nine, Kadarius Tony four three nine. The measurables is all there. The talent is there. Now environment matters because a tree grows a little bit different based on its environment. And I can't understand why the Giants let somebody so talented go, but you can tell he had war's welcome out when they decided to go get Robinson in the draft, who plays the same type of position in the same style. Ask the Dallas Cowboys what kind of work Darius Tony is capable of putting out when he went for 190 last year. He was the best player on the field, including Michael Parsons.
0: Hold Andy like, hey,
6: Reid knows exactly what he's looking for.
1: Bart, so let's say, uh, here's, the, here's the one question I have for you about that. Now they do, the new regime comes in, they didn't draft Kadarius, Tony, right? Shane and, yep. and Dable. And they draft Wandel. But we saw, like in Miami, they already had a guy a lot like Tyreek Hill, and they still go out and get Tyreek Hill. Why is that? But that's because the guy they already had is doesn't see that as a reason to, to not give it 100%, right? Like, isn't that a Kadarius-Tony issue?
6: It is, and sometimes you need to change the scenery. Let me tell you something. I know a lot of people that know a lot of people. You understand, I'm just as plugged in as anybody it is in the NFL. And I don't you know, quote my sources, but people say this is the most talented, one of the most talented receivers in the NFL. And I'm speaking from within the organization. He just, they can't give him the play. And sometimes you got to get a fresh start. And, you know, you look at Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, you know, is in the same, in the same boat with Kadarius Toney where the frustration is real there. And sometimes new regimes lack the patience to kind of coddle a young, you know, confused receiver. But Andy Reid understands that this is low risk, high reward. Because if you can get him to play with the best quarterback in the league and one of the best offenses, and he's going to be the third option. He is going to shred guys. Because for everything that they have with McCole Harmon and how fast he is, they don't have that gadget guy. They don't have that guy you can give, a hey, screen pass. He can take Maybe it to, to the, the house. house, a guy yeah. that can take the top off. This guy is amazing and talent. Now, listen, potential doesn't mean that it's reality. But if anybody can get him off and anybody deserves the benefit of the doubt, it's, it's you know, it's, um, it's the coach.
2: Well, bar how, about, I, yeah, bar, I think, bar, how about him being? Yeah, we, in, how about him being injured? Or are you tell me that these are phantom hamstring injuries?
6: Yeah, yeah, man, come on, man.
2: Phantom, yeah, come okay. on, man. Yeah, I don't want to be ha, here. Hamstr- yeah, hamstring injury. Yeah, gotcha.
6: Yeah, so. hey, come on, man. Yeah, it was, the, it was the right hamstring, not the left hamstring. How long does a hamstring take to heal? I understand James Harden struggled with it, but when he went to Philly, he was able to play, right? I mean, come on, man. We know what this. Did. We know what this is. Sometimes I've been in places where they say, "Hey, your hand hurt." What? Yeah, your hand hurt. What are you talking about? My hand feels fine. I said your hand – oh, yeah, my hand hurt. I get it.
1: Mm. So, Bart, you, you talk about talking to Bart Scott, co-host of Bart and Han on ESPN Radio here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Um, Bart, how much of of the Kadarius Tony move – like, I don't see him, oh, now he gets to be the number one receiver so much as, look, yeah, when Bob's you back. when you take a dude like that and put him on a team with – Hardman who is fast, Scantling who is fast, like a bunch of guys who can do different things even if none of them is Tyree Kill, right? Now you just have another weapon to account for, another matchup problem on the field. And to me, that's really where it's good for the Chiefs. Not that he becomes the number one, even if he never does. He's just another weapon added to the stockpile.
6: Yeah, and he's a different weapon, right? You talk about you want to have the tools put in your tool belt, and he's a different tool, a tool that they didn't have. Yeah, Harmon is fast, but he's not stocky and strong. I want you to pull up um, a picture of Kadarius Tony and pull up a picture of Tyreek Hill. And look at their neck. This dude built like pit bulls, man. Yeah. Like, they're not built like little skinny uh, wide receivers, man. These are weapons. These are Percy Harvin-type body types. And listen, this is an arms race. You see Philadelphia with the arms race. You see San Francisco in an arms race. These are teams that re- realize and recognize that the league is vulnerable right now. It's no dominant anything. And if you can get it together and get hot, you can win a Super Bowl in a year where there's no super dominant team. And this is a direct response to the Buffalo Bills because yes. once they played each other, they were close, but they realized that they didn't have enough. And they realized how they were getting played because nobody scared the Buffalo Bills from sitting at the sticks. Nobody scared them for being in space. They played that bend-don't-break, put everything in front of me, and they made the tackles, and it was difficult for Patrick Mahomes. So I think this is a direct response. This isn't a response – to the conference, this is a response to the Buffalo Bills. And now the Buffalo Bills are up. The Buffalo Bills need to go get their weapon as the arms race. As it's starting to shrink down, looking like this might be a 16 race for a championship. And the Buffalo Bills need to go out and try to make a move for a guy like um, Kareem Hunt. So they're taking, because if you look at how Kansas City played the Buffalo Bills, they played that bend, don't break. It was difficult. It was much closer than it should have been and now they have to the respond to the response.
1: Yeah, I love that Bills point because it seems in both conferences you had a big move, right? Kadarius Toney to the Chiefs, it's like, oh, arms race, Bart, as you just said, response to the Bills. And I think the Eagles are in an arms race in the NFC East with the Dallas Cowboys, whose defensive front, Eagles got a great defensive front, but the Cowboys are special. Yeah. Now they add Robert Quinn. And, and, and Jay, it's like, uh, it's like immediate Immediately, in both conferences, there are responses to competitors.
2: What do you think, Bart? About exactly. Yeah,
6: go ahead. Well, that's exactly what they did. Well, the response from the Dallas Cowboys was like, hey, man, we got Parsons and Lawrence on the outside. but Man, we're getting bludgeoned up the middle because once we take Parsons and put him on the side, we stuck with Vanderis there. We need to give this guy a little protection. So what they do? They went and got the big fatty, you know, Jonathan Hankins, to plug up the hole to eat up two blocks so that Vanderich can can scrape and go sideline to sideline so you don't have to use Parsons in the middle to make sure that you're not getting bludgeoned to death.
2: Bart, let's go. The Jets have a, a big-time game coming up this weekend at home against the Pats. Um, yeah, payback. Yeah, payback. The Pats have won. I mean, Bill Belichick has won 12 straight yep. games against the Jets. They made yep. the announcement. They're, they're going with Mac Jones. How, obviously, the Jets not having Brees Hall and company, but like, how did the Jets get this win at home?
6: Hey, man, it's fresh chum in the water. And right now you have a a proud champion that's leaking oil right now. And what you do is you go right there, you kick that hole in the can, and you open that hole up even more. You sink that ship. For years, you know, the Patriots have taken liberties and shunned and and looked at to have the same response about the Jets that Tyreek had, who the Jets in a disrespectful tone. Last year, 54 to 13, running up, taking shots late in the game. Now it's payback. No fun when the rabbit got the gun. And if I'm solid, I don't care. I make this personal. I make sure that I, I take retribution for everything that he's done, torment us all the way back to the facts. And while he's down, he's going to see what it feels like to have an average quarterback. And what, what we're trying to do from the Jets, I'm trying to embarrass them and remind them and their proud fan base, their arrogant fan base, that they have the worst team in the division. You we're talking about the NFC uh, East, where you're talking about, you can get three teams in a tournament, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the uh, Bills. And what, you know, they have to sound alarms in, in Boston if they, just, if they lose. They're trying to go with two quarterbacks. You got two quarterbacks, you got none. I think Bill Belichick, if he loses just two games in the next three or four weeks, you expose his, him as a general manager like a nerve because he hasn't put enough weapons to support an average to below average quarterback. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And Bart, if, if like the best reason to stay with Mac Jones is what Mike T, Mike, Mike Tannenbaum brought up the other day is because if you go to uh, uh, um, Dr. Z, uh, 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 Bailey Zappi, <laughs> you're talking about a short quarterback Who's not fast? The margin for error is almost nothing hard to win a Super Bowl with that guy. So your best hopes is Mac Jones. And if Mac Jones doesn't progress, if it turns out that his ceiling is is very yeah. limited, where does that leave the Patriots? I mean Exactly I, it exposes Bill Belichick, the GM at the very least. That is Bart Scott, co host of Barton Hahn, who Ooh. always
6: brings it. Boy Bart Scott B Z. Pay back some other. I'm about to get this another mile in when I come here so like I can have abs like Jay Weezy. <laughs> no wonder. I thought he sounded out of breath. He's jogging what you jogging with. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you the treadmill. What are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm trying to get sexy back. Photo shoot coming Christmas, man. <laughs> I'm the black Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh ho ho. <laughs> oh ho ho.
1: That is Bart Scott, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Bart. All right, Bart. No problem. Presented by Progressive Insurance. I always try to grab Bart for a segment on um, this just in, because he's right up the hall, right? But he's on the air during the show. Need to see if uh, I can grab him from Alan Hahn, just even for a segment. I bring yeah, them both in, but bring, then there's no one hosting their show.
2: I, 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 tell, I always enjoy whenever I talk to him, because he just brings such a unique like, perspective and energy to the uh, table Bart every day.
1: Speaking of the Jets and Patriots, Jay... Should the Patriots stick with Mac Jones? Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN
0: app, ESPN2. Listen to Keyshawn J. Willimax live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
0: We all know breakfast is an
4: important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
5: Bill, who is the starting quarterback? Yeah, we just finished the game.
6: Felt like I was good to play, and um, we had a good plan there and just obviously didn't play well enough there. And It was a tough outing for him. It was a tough outing ultimately for Bailey Zappi, but Mac Jones is their guy.
1: Bill Belichick, Jay. He's the Patriots head coach, also the GM. The GOAT. He's in the conversation.
5: <laughs> There's like conversation. a conversation now. Out based
1: on you. his post-Tom Brady career, there is now a conversation about it. Didn't used to be. He was undisputed. Not undisputed anymore. Hey, uh, Coach, what's up at quarterback? Mac ready to play?
7: He's ready to play. He was ready to play last week, just didn't feel as the full game. This week is a different situation. And that's it. We'll take it from there.
5: Okay. I just, I guess was curious, did Bailey's play on that's Sunday it. have anything to do with
7: the... No, okay. that's
5: it. So, it's
7: so all we'll take continue. it from here. So...
2: Look, you you win six Super Bowls with Tom Brady and that conversation about you being the greatest of all time. I got it. I respect it. But there's a certain level of arrogance that I hear whenever I hear Bill Belichick talk, where it's like, okay, man, the more you act like you're better than everybody else, it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths when it doesn't go your way. And – one of the things I get that there are always psychological games being played, like there are challenges that are presented to you. Coach K was one of the most brilliant, if maybe not the best at doing that, but how he presented those challenges helped me in those moments. Right, <laughs> bringing people on the show, even Sam Acho, and and talking, and Rob Nikovich actually talking to him about you. I, I can't imagine. Literally, it come, like, I can imagine it as a high school player. I can imagine it as maybe somewhat of a college player if I wasn't established. Maybe my freshman year. Definitely not my sophomore year. Definitely not my junior year when I'm national player of the year. Or I'm perceived to be a really high, high-end player. Which and I've led my team to success, year, right?
1: You were a national player of the year twice.
2: Yeah. But I, I can never imagine right before a game a coach not letting me know who was going to start at the position. You know what that does to somebody? Yeah, but maybe Mac
1: did know, but we didn't know because he's playing he, close st- to the Mac vest.
2: stated that neither <clears throat> player stated that they stated that both players stated that they didn't know.
1: Yeah. But maybe Bill Belichick's like Mac, you're starting. Don't tell anybody.
2: But then then you Mac know? would never say that. Hmm. But I, regardless of the games, I, you would never even think about hearing a player say that we didn't know who was going to start before the game. It's like, a good why, point. Why are, why are there psychological games being played with grown ass men? Like, to see who's going like to see who's gonna want it, want it more, and then for Mac to have three drives, and after one pick, to be taken out. And well, brought, but, but Coach me,
1: said that he wasn't ready to play a full game
2: last he week. He just said he was ready to play. If he said he no. was ready to play a full game last week, he's ready to play a full game this week. I believe he said... Let's go back and listen okay, to the sound Okay, l- listen one more to
1: time. what he said. We can stop it after he says it.
7: He's ready to play. He was ready to play last week, just didn't feel as the full game. This week is a different Hold situation. Hold on, all right, stop, stop, stop. Just
1: didn't just, finish the full game. Just didn't – what did he say? Just didn't finish the full game? That's the part I couldn't understand what he said. I thought what he said – Huh?
7: He was ready to play last week, just didn't feel as the full game. This week is a different situation.
2: It feels, finish, whatever it is. But, but, but it seems to me what
1: he's getting across, although the wording would be nice, mumble mouth Belichick, uh, is, is – he was ready to play last week, just not the whole game last week. Now he's ready to play the whole game.
2: Three drives, Max? Come on, man. Like, I, just because somebody's selling me something doesn't mean I need to buy it, right? Like, we, we live in New York City. People try to hustle everybody all the time. Like, those are hustle words from Bill Belichick to me. Like, it was three drives, man. He threw one pick. So, you know, I've had a lot of people say, whoa, the, the offensive scheme hasn't really changed. Yo, Rob Nakovich came up on the show. He's like, no, the, the play calling has changed a lot. The communication strategy has changed a lot. He went through like a five-minute breakdown, like post-leaving the show, like telling us how much has changed. So, like, where is the room to allow a player to settle into a game?
1: Well, listen, Josh McDaniel, like, oh, nothing, like, what's going to be different? There's a big – we see this on the Bucks. Bruce Arians out. Todd Bowles in. Todd Bowles is a defensive guy. The offense doesn't look the same. We ended up with a lot of injuries, I get it. The Patriots, Josh McDaniels out, Joe Judge in, right? Like Joe Judge, we just saw, didn't have any success in New York. And and it looks different for a second-year quarterback than it did his rookie year.
2: Max, I understand that Bill Belichick is paid to win games. But frankly, the more I hear him speak and the tone in which he speaks (laughs) to people makes me become less of a fan. Well, this is what I've been saying all along.
1: No one wants, like, I'm not afraid to... Okay, the idea of criticism is based on a critic is, you know, because everyone loves man in the arena. And this is a speech that Teddy Roosevelt gave uh, at the uh, at the uh, in France a hundred years ago when he talked. And LeBron loves this now. And he says, you know, the the glory is I'm paraphrasing is not for the for the critic who's just telling the strong man where he could have done better. Right. The guy who's taking risks where he could have been even better or where he failed. The credit goes to the guy who's in the arena, right, with the blood, sweat, and tears and all that stuff. Even if he errs or fails, he does it valiantly. You know, he's trying. Mm -hmm. I get all that. The flip is this, because right now we are critics, right, that you used to be in the arena. Now you're a critic. I'm a critic. That a cat can look at a king, right? That's what criticism is based on. A cat, anyone, can look at a king and tell you what they see. And, and when you look at Bill Belichick, I'm that cat looking at the king. I'm going to tell you that he might be the greatest coach of all time. He might not be. Once upon a time when he had Tom Brady and everyone was saying, well, he has Brady, of course he was. I'm like, time out, man. We know the NFL's about coaching. He's, in, he's winning the division every year. He's advancing every year. He's in the Super Bowl every other year. He's winning a lot of Super Bowls. But when you took Tom Brady away, all those people are like, what do he do in Cleveland? Before he had Tom Brady, not so much. I mean, he's good, but not this. You've taken Tom Brady away from Bill Belichick, and you know what he looks like now? The coach in Cleveland. Some good years, some years not as good. It's a short sample size, but so far, that's what I see. I'm a cat who's going to tell you that's what I see.
2: I just wonder if he didn't have general manager responsibilities. If somebody were saying, sure. hey, we're going to draft talent for the way I envision what this team needs in the future – still coached by Bill Belichick, what that could be.
1: Why isn't Tom Brady a patriot anymore, right?
2: Because they, they weren't bringing the type of players.
1: Bill he, Belichick, the GM, had two ideas. I thought they were both good. Number one, he did not get Brady enough weapons on offense, right? And number two, he planned for Brady's eventual decline, which I thought was smart. Go get Jimmy Garoppolo, coach him up, and move on from Brady before he declines. Well... Those are the reasons that Tom Brady is not in New England right now. That's Bill Belichick, the GM, Jay, to your point. From one Mac to another. We'll explain
0: after this. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone.
5: Now playing ESPN
6: News Or
0: watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday mornings starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.
3: Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Last night
2: we watched the Bucks lose to the Ravens 27-22, to 22, and Tom Brady reports of him just sitting at his locker with all of his – pads on, his uniform still on, being the last person to pretty much get undressed because the loss weighed heavily on him. And last night I'm sitting there saying thinking to myself, wow, we have two goats right now of this generation, both in a downward spiral. We have LeBron James and Tom Brady. And that to me, that's just a common theme. You can even add Aaron Rodgers to this equation, Max. And it's led to the point ultimately of You know, in this new age of athlete, you know, do they have too much power where it almost cripples the organization? Granted, both Tom Brady and LeBron James have won a championship, um, you know, not too long ago, but it does feel like on their way out, like, will it be the Hollywood ending story to the equation?
1: What really led to these situations, right? Because as you said, Aaron Rodgers won 13 games a year last three seasons and has been in the playoffs. Tom Brady has won a Super Bowl. Uh, LeBron James, Brady and LeBron, switched teams, has won a championship. And those are no small feats. However, we also see them in positions where they are, Brady and LeBron right now, it looks like they're in bad situations. So you've mentioned, have do they have too much power? Because they're the ones who constructed these situations. And I think the answer is yes. You know, what made Brady what precipitated the move for him switching teams what precipitated the you know uh, Aaron Rodgers whole problems with the Packers and Devontae Adams eventually leaving because Rodgers didn't make up his mind quick enough all that stuff if that's in fact what happened that the the team's planned for the future without them that's what happened with Brady Garoppolo and oh wait a minute and you're not getting me help but you're drafting my replacement and coaching him up and uh, uh, I'm out of here uh uh, Jordan Love. Hold on. You draft my replacement instead of getting me over the top? Le- LeBron's case was a little different. But still, in fact, when he went to Miami the first time, it's like, wait, you won't even trade J.J. Hickson for mm-hmm. Amari Stoudemire? Okay, I'm out of here. So the athletes are empowered, but, and they put themselves in good piss situations. But when you get too powerful... You can insulate yourself. You can't hear the truth. People around you won't tell you the truth. No one's
2: going up to Aaron Rodgers and saying,
1: don't air our dirty laundry publicly like Rodgers says he wished they would because
2: he's too powerful, or right? You get, or you get into a battle like LeBron James and Rob Plank and Jenny Buss about, you know, what are we going to do with these 2000, this 2027-2029 pick? Like, Do we make that move now? Or are we going to sacrifice the, the entire future of the franchise to win now? I'm not so sure.
1: Yeah, it changes. But I think the issue of getting – you're too powerful and therefore insulated from hearing about reality and making the best decisions is a real thing. And I think you could say it applies to all three guys to one extent or another. Russell Wilson have too much power?
0: Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are.
8: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all think in our backyards it's the World Series, right? Every moment.
5: Swing and a high
0: fly ball. What Left-
8: You know, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, 3-2 count.
0: Castellanos, he's
4: got it, and the Phillies are going to the World Series.
8: Just
5: incredible, you know. I, I don't know if there's any other word to describe it. These guys have overcome a lot of things. The Philadelphia Phillies, we're here. Keyshawn J.
1: Willemax, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. The World Series is on ESPN Radio, presented by AutoZone. Are they still going to
2: play the World Series, by the way? Because the Yankees aren't in it. You're... I even—I wasn't aware that baseball went on after the Yankees lost. I am shocked that Pat Costello or Allen Yates have not reached through this microphone right now to strangle you. Catch hey, all the action to really tonight
1: smart. at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. One person who will be watching the World Series for sure. Jim Mattress Mac McInvale, Astros superfan and Houston business owner, joins us. Good morning, Jim.
7: Hey Jay, Mac, how are you? Nice to be on the show. Nice to have you. So you got how much on the line in this World Series? I bet ten million dollars on the Houston Astros. They win the World Series, get back seventy-five plus the (laughs) ten. Wait, 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 wait! wait. You put ten million
1: when the season started. I'm guessing
2: when the season started on the Astros to win it all, and your payout is seventy-five million.
7: Well, I actually bet like I bet a million at WinBet at twelve to one. I bet three million at Caesars. At ten to one, then I bet four or five of them at five to one later in the season. So blended price is seven point five. Total amounts, to ten million. In return seventy five million in profit. Ooh. Jim,
2: how did you start? Like, what made you believe to start making these bets at the beginning of the year? Maybe that they're in
1: the playoffs every year. They're in the ALCS. That's a,
7: that's a, <laughs> yeah, making during the making during the playoffs. You got to bet a hundred and fifty to win a hundred. Ain't 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 too good. But when you get 10 or 12-1 early on on a team that's been to the ALCS five years in a row, I figured they had a good shot to go this year and it just panned out. So I'm in line to win a lot of money if the Astros beat the Phillies in the World Series.
1: Jim, you, you are a an Astros super fan, correct?
7: Yes, sir. Astros
1: specifically, because what do you think has been their, their, like, you know, it seems multi-positional athletic guys everywhere you look. What do you think is the is the – Kind of signature of this Astros uh, dynasty or near dynasty of the last at least half dozen years.
7: One of the big signature pieces is they replace people so so well. You know, Springer left and uh, Carlos Correa left. A lot of their great players left, and then uh, they just keep going. So they got a great scouting system, great analytics, and I think Jim Crane is the best owner in baseball.
2: What's the biggest bet you've ever made? Is this the biggest?
7: Biggest bet I ever made. I think I met. I bet. On the Astros back in uh, 2017 when they won, because I bet uh, at the end of the season, I ended up betting about 17 million on that one. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Uh, Jim, what, it, what does can, it feel like? Can I like? Hold some on.
2: money, Jim? Yeah, hold on. Can Jim, I it, some money? Tonight? What does it
1: feel like? Obviously, you're a very wealthy man to make those bets in the first place. What does it feel like, though? Because I know when the Yankees win the World Series, it's the greatest feeling in the world. When they lose it, I'm gutted, right? But when you have that kind of skin in the game, I don't care how much money you have—ten million, seventeen million, a ton of money. What does that feel? What does that feel like watching the games?
7: I have a high tolerance for risk, and I was watching the last Super Bowl. I had. Uh, cincinnati and of course uh, la beat them right at the end and that was about 12 million and uh we were watching it at this place where these veterans are uh, housed that have ptsd and it was a joyous occasion up till right at the end and they asked me how long is going to take me to get over it i said about 30 seconds a gambler has to have a short memory like a golfer
2: so jim do you, like do you only bet on the astros like do you do you bet on the houston rockets at all like are there any other teams in the area that you bet on
7: I like to bet futures. I'm trying to pick a future on World Cup right now. Bet futures and have a furniture promotion around it. The way it works is if the customers buy $3,000 a better week, temporary mattress, Astros win the World Series, they get their money back. So that's the impetus for the whole thing. And customers love a chance to buy furniture and get their money back and cheer for their favorite team. And the Astros have been the favorite team around here for the last seven years.
1: Pretty, pretty good. He Jim Mattress
2: Mac Mackinville,
1: He's incentivizing
2: people to buy mattresses to get their money back. It's, it's quite brilliant, actually. Think big,
1: huh, Hi, Jim? You thinking big?
7: Thinking big, baby. Go Stros.
1: <laughs> Thanks for jumping on with us this morning.
7: Y'all have a great day. Thank you.
1: So that's Jim <laughs> Mattress
7: Mac Mackinville.
1: Uh, 10 million Jay, to get Astro superfan. Oh, my goodness. Ten- Altogether, in a series what? of bets made at different places with different odds at the beginning of the season. Why did um, you keep
2: interrupting me when I kept asking him if I could hold something? If he could let me borrow something? He's got right to the next question. You didn't even give a guy a chance to answer. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: Sorry about that. Yeah. We'll get him back on the phone see if you can uh, beg for money on the air.
2: Yes. <laughs> We're promoting you, Jim. Yes. Let, me, let me borrow something. So,
1: yeah, so, so altogether, $10 million he bet at various times in various books, you know, at di- different odds. But if it pays off, if the Astros win the World Series, dude's going to make $75 million plus the 10 back. Just, I mean,
2: I don't even know what to say. Pretty good. I mean, that's just like, um, and, and to tie it all into the business aspect of it too. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he has other he has other action going on, too. That's not the only action he has going on. Oh, you think? On. If he's gambling at this rate, that's not the only action he has going on.
1: I got 20 bucks in the DraftKings, and I think, oh, look at this. You had some extra then, juice. Suddenly, me- I care what the tight end for, you know— uh Whatever team, how many yards he
2: gets? I like this. Alan Yates did ask me a great question in my ear about how much money is in the mattress game. I'm like, it depends on how much money is in the mattress too. Mm. I, I mean, just need to know, man. Like, I can imagine his thread count is you insanely his high. Thread count. His thread count, heated and cooled sheets, because like you millions and millions and millions on the strolls consistently. Man, please, I are need you to go get are, me a mattress? Are you about the Tempur Pedic beds, Yates? Do you like the Tempur Pedic? Uh I just like to be comfortable. I'm 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 more worried about how many pillows is on my See, yeah, I'm on a my mattress. i need at least yeah, 7 need, of them, I need Jones.
1: To, to me it's temperature. It's got to be pillows? cool in the room. I need seven. a lot. Need need one a pillow, lot. Yates, oh, one oh, pillow. Uh, you sleep on your back? I need my that, lumbar to be good. That might be way Max. too many pillows. Yeah, 7 is pillows way, way too, too much. You, all you need is 1 to 2 pillows, you're good. Yeah, 1 to 2. Nah, no. See,
4: that's too few. I say 2 3. Three. three. Is the what do you do? All, so see you guys got Put the really the soft
2: pillows in
1: two or th- one, one or two pillows? By the way, every man in, in America is constantly to get into bed. If you're married, you have to take pillows off. Nine thousand pillows. Nine thousand pillows, pillows. pillows. What do uh, I need with all these pillows? Where do I have My to get a, another
2: place to hold the throw pillows? Yeah. By
1: the way, I use them to pin the curtains. So <laughs> if I have to sleep on the in the morning on the Saturday morning, I tell the kids not to wake me up. I pin the curtains. The light doesn't come in the room. That's what. The what throw do you pillows do with three
2: pillows? Are they all under your neck? Me,
4: yeah. i um, James. Had three. I got yeah. like five. So the, I, I have very, uh, very squishy pillows. So there's two under my head, and then uh, there's usually like a, a, a floating one—not literally floating, but one that is. No, this is very is somewhere on, on the explain. bed. So I'm that whenever, confused. whenever inevitably, my wife goes to like uh, uh, sleep uh, in my son's bed because he's three, and he either, he's either in our bed or my wife's in his bed. Um, I have something to put my arm around. <laughs> what? You need to be comforted <laughs> by a, a pillow in the Wait, middle of the night? Like a body. I don't it's get this. It's more like a body pillow. You lay yeah. on your back.
1: Lie down on Are your you back. spooning with one the or pillow? two pillows yeah, on yeah, your head and you go to use, sleep. You Very use the
2: pillow. You you use the third pillow for spooning. Yes. That's, a, that's yeah, it's 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 like a body spooning uh, pillow. Yeah. pillow. That's called marriage, James. I get it. Been there. Been there. Yeah, I mean... It's,
5: it's way sadder for me because I do the same thing, but I'm single. Pat, you're
2: single! No!
5: <laughs> I mean... He, no, He Pat. draws, a little, Pat draws a little face on the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> he uses a mop for the hair, draws <laughs> a
1: little face,
2: spoons <laughs> with the pillow. Oh, Pat. Only use that pillow for sleeping, please.
1: Easy. <laughs> the World Honestly. Series is on ESPN Radio. <laughs> oh.
2: Jay had to take it one step to... <laughs> I always do. I'm delirious. I'm delirious. I'm delirious. I already told you. I don't sleep right now.
1: You can know you can catch all the uh, World Series action tonight at seven p.m. on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Did you know that, Jay?
2: No, I did not know that, well, but I know, know it not. now,
1: don't you? Meantime, as soon as I get this Where together over it? here, I'm going to tell. Oh, what we got? Curtis Martin coming up. We got Joe Fortenbaugh to tell you that uh, you don't have to bet seventeen million like Mattress Jim, but. Why this moment is a really significant one for Aaron Rodgers. Coming up, KJM.
0: From your radio to your smart speaker and phone.
6: Now playing ESPN Radio.
0: Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning, starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.